0: Righto, this first episode of 2022 is brought to you by Mind Survey Plus. If you didn't hear it, Mind Survey Plus. MSP. Brett Grocock, Enterprises. Give me some of that MSP. Oi, oi. Mind Survey Plus, Mind Survey Plus, Mind Survey Plus. Brainwashing complete. Welcome back to Life of Mind for 2022, everyone. hope you all had a bloody good, Chrissy, a bloody good new year. Drank heaps of piss, ate heaps of food, and are on some new fab diet to sort your shit out. It's all fucking happening this year. Just released an episode the other day about what the bloody hell is planned for 2022. General consensus fucking shitloads. Have a listen. Though I will mention one aspect of 2022 for obvious reasons the patron po- program. Me and Tucker pumping out some regular unscripted yarns which are marinated in Tucker's filth make sure we download the Podbean app follow life of mine click the red dollar button become a patron you get access to all these yarns there's 17 patron episodes currently hidden away from the general public that you'll get access to and of course they're the absolute best ones YouTube video on my channel showing you how to sign up. If you have any dramas, subscribe to that bastard as well. Uh righty Now, can't take the limelight away from this legend we've got and this legendary company we're gonna talk about today because as mentioned initially, we're in mine, Survey Plus territory today. And we're talking to the MD, the founder, the principal surveyor, all-round GC, Brett Grocock. Second MSP rep to come onto the show. Head back and listen to episode 115 with the MSP ops manager Gemma the Murph Murphy, who managed to only swear 51 times in the episode. Her two hourly PB that is yet to be challenged, actually. Fun fact Mind Survey Plus, round two with the main man Brett, Br- Brett Grocock. We go back to first principles, not just in surveying or also mostly about how the fuck to get your survey you'd unbogged in various locations all around the world, notably Pakistan. How dropping the names Shane Warren and Brett Lee managed to avoid Brett getting abducted by smugglers and having his kidneys sold in Europe. And obviously a good chunk about what makes Brett and the team at Mind Survey Plus an absolutely sensational mob to work for. If they diversify and start a jumbo division, I'm heading straight there. Absolute ripper of a bloke. You'll hear all about his career, business, unreal expat stories, as previously explained, and shitloads more. This full episode is also available on YouTube. In the flesh. Make sure you check it out. Life of my YouTube channel. Sus- hit that bloody subscribe button. Just make sure you do that. If you don't do anything else, probably watch the video. Full interview video. We've got videos within the video of Brett being bogged as fuck over in Pakistan. How he's got himself out in some very safely creative ways. Make sure you check out the video on YouTube because you might listen to some of this and be like, I wish I could see that. Well, you fucking can. It's on the LifeMind YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. See me and Brett in the flesh. Two very good looking people. So, grab Brett and the team at Mind Survey Plus on LinkedIn. Utilise their bloody great services to help out your site with getting surveys. Because there's fuck all in the industry right now. MindsurveyPlus.com. Let's see what Mr. Graycock has to say. Let's get into it. 2022. Second of level. Copy your shift I got a radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy your personnel. Yeah, copy, mate. There's a chair in the pit bag. Yeah, stitcher up there.
1: Thanks, mate. Yeah, right, eh? Copy that. First, um, this is the
0: first one of video with the swan draft involved. Okay. Since I bought the kegerator. <laughs> Very dangerous exercise. Should be right, mate, the I'm driving, keg- so. Oh, no, just the actual kegerator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't I've, been good for my life.
1: I've decided not to buy one.
0: I wouldn't. Yeah. I like it look thoroughly enjoyable, but that's the problem, Yeah. She's a, yeah, not good for the waistline. It's been good. Yeah, we enjoyed it for the bloody, it's good for the Chrissy party.
1: Yeah. That was a bloody hit.
0: Yep. Appreciate you scooting down. Yeah, it was good fun.
1: Uh, yeah, scooted back to the train station and then uh, had had another function after that. So it was good fun Be- belting along Cedric Street. And some bloke pulls out right in front of me. I, I <laughs> scared the shit out of him. Laughed and kept going.
0: <laughs> do you do you scoot to your um your the MSP headquarters in Balcata? Ca- occasionally. occasionally?
1: Occasionally, just it's on- only if I've got got to come home mid morning or something like that, and I don't have to take the kids to school. So yeah. So, yeah it's uh it's good uh the office is eight minutes from my house the kids school's on the way so i get a phone call from school i'm there in a couple of minutes you know so
0: how how is uh mining boom surveying business kid life treating uh, it's good
1: it's it's good mate um um my wife works full-time as well um so we balance it pretty well we had a Au pair for a fair while, so that certainly helped out. Um,
0: oh, you should tell the missus that. She, her dream, she, she reckon she needs a chef to bloody... I'm like, you're getting a bit ambitious.
1: We, we do those home delivery meals sort of thing from a mob down here in Fremantle, Dinner Twist. Yeah, and, right. um, yeah, that's good. Three meals a week. Missus doesn't need to make a decision on, or I don't need to make a decision on what we're going to have for dinner. And it's all pretty healthy. Yeah.
0: So. There you go. Well, we'll get them off you. Paid promotion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, did you start your business... In and around kids and everything?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I started mid-2017. We had Ella and Paige then, so i got two girls. Um, And, yeah, look, as as I said, uh, my Mm. missus is a mining engineer, um, so she's my failure option, right? It's fantastic to have that support and that... um, If I completely balls this up, um, we'll be okay, you know? But if I completely balls this up, probably means we're in a mining bust and she could be out of a job as well. <laughs> if you but, completely
0: uh, ballsed it up at the moment, yeah. it, there'd be some bloody uh, questions getting asked about your your capability, you'd think. You'd think,
1: <laughs> you'd think. So, no, nah, um, yeah, look, I've always wanted to be a dad. I've always wanted to be an involved dad, hands-on. I love mucking around the kids and all that. Um, and, yeah, getting taken to school and everything. Is a real treat, so yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah, it'd be because are you? We'll get into um the the X play there. We've got a very interesting survey life to talk about here. <laughs> a lot of it not in Australia. Um, do you try and stay in Perth much now, or are you you you're still going away a bit, or it's hard not to in this yeah, time?
1: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll probably go away maybe a week out of every six, and that's spread out over six weeks or something. Mm. Um. But obviously, with the borders closed, um, that's been restricted further. Because I was typically go do the specialist sort of stuff, um, but with the team that we've got now, I'm able to hand more and more of that off. So, so that's awesome to see the team stepping up, getting those new skills, and and um, yeah, it. And do you know what? Like I've I've done all those jobs many many times, you know. I've gone to the shitty sites, I've done the shitty rosters. Um I get a lot of satisfaction out of the business side of things at the moment. So Yeah, um, there was
0: that about did That was that a, how much of that was a bloody learning curve. Uh especially look, job roles, contracts, fair work, invoicing, and bloody
1: Oh uh, uh, yeah, look, absolutely. Um the the work involved um I had that I've I've, I've had a job since I was eight, you know, I to go get my old man's brick trolley, strap milk crates to it and go around knocking on doors for milk bottles and or soft drink bottles, you know, yeah. take them down the shop. Um, yeah. So the work ethic side of things always, I've always had that. Um, I was very fortunate. Um, that I've had some really fantastic mentors that have been able to look after us and guide us and give me a clip around the ears every now and again. And, um, yeah, so that's been really good, and um, I had a fantastic accelerated development um, at my previous employer when they said, "Right, we want you to start the mine surveying business," and um, I was like, "Okay." Um, not sure. My, my job interview, they said, "We want you to write a business proposal, and about your charge out rates, your costs, all that sort of stuff." So it was from day one. It was just like, "Right, how are we going to do this? What?" What are the costs going to be that sort of stuff you know and um and what sort of money are we going to make so so yeah, but i've only ever been a contractor uh, i've never had a job with a client
0: oh then that's like, yeah, it because you 've been out of your comfort zone the whole bloody time,
1: mate eh? never got your
0: permanent fucking room you 've got to take your own pillow to every site yep it's uh yeah. and and you're d-
1: always it, down the back yeah yeah, and and you're rock I'm usually rocking up with um. 40 kilos of excess luggage in the most unwieldy-sized cases you've ever seen. And they're like, yep, <laughs> down the back. I'm like, can I borrow your golf cart? And they're yeah. like, you haven't done, you haven't done the uh, pass out for that, mate? Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what I've
0: found. Like, look, there's a, when you go to your own site, you know, you've got your own room, it's just uh, so unsettling going to a new site and just yeah. trying to bloody... And, and how many times is it your room just not
1: even being cleaned? Yeah, yeah. Now, my wife and I have got a... Uh, Prenup. She'll never buy me a 300ml choc milk because that offends my masculinity, and uh, and I'll never get a PlayStation or an Xbox or anything because she doesn't want someone that just stares at a TV screen. But I reckon if I was at a permanent site, I'd have I'd have my PlayStation on the sly. I reckon and play a bit of Gran Turismo or something like that because I've never been able to do that my whole adult, adult life while I've been with her. Is the uh, is the missus still
0: engineering? You said she yeah, works for yeah yeah she's.
1: Uh, She's in one of the the big black buildings in town, um, and uh, yeah, she loves it. Um, she genuinely loves it. Loves the diversity that the company supports. She loves um, she loves the creat- creativity in a job. It's just fantastic. So yeah, she's looking after strategic planning for. One of the big boys in town and yeah, she loves it.
0: Oh, there's your cash flow. There's business cl- cash flow sorted. Yeah. That's right. Courtesy so. of the blue chips.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got it you got it sussed. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm marri- she's I'm an marri- integral
0: part of the business plan, I assume.
1: I married well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Haven't we all? Haven't yeah. we all? Right. Uh, let's go. Cause I'll be honest when I did uh, interviewed Murph when she went all bloody survey technical on me about the stuff you do. I referred to as similar to like a CIA black ops side of things. Like none of us understand the survey world. Yep. It sounds bloody technical and that's why you do what you do. Yep. It's it's a niche, bloody, it's a niche industry. It yeah. is out there.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I think there's a few surveyors out there that don't know what they're doing either. Um, they're still,
0: they're, they're bluffing their way through. They're, yeah. they're pulling it off well.
1: Yeah, and look, um, there's some, don't get me wrong, there's some fantastic surveyors out there, dotting I's and crossing T's, but the number of sites we're going to where the record keeping hasn't been up to what it should be. You can't work out where the primary baselines are or anything like that. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. But, um, no, nah, look, it's... I don't know how long you got. We can talk about it all day, but <laughs> I'll get you your bloody. I don't want to get your blood pressure up yeah. in
0: this, so bloody yeah. or buddy. Yeah. What made you? Th- I always wonder when you talk to a surveyor, what makes a surveyor want to be a surveyor in the early days.
1: Of, uh, it was pitched to me when I was a kid. It's a fantastic mm. mix of indoor and outdoor, um, mm. and I guess I mean I was graduating two thousand and one. Um, my brother-in-law worked on the rigs and that was exciting and sexy working away and flying on choppers and that. And I sort of figured that's what the mining game was a little bit like, you know, Um, going to far off places and and I knew you could earn some money. Um, So I liked the indoor and the outdoor aspect of the thing. The thing that I've, I guess, really come to like being in the industry now is absolutely the travel, the people you meet but we talk to everyone from the nipper to the mine manager um everyone's coming up to us for information you know and um and i've always been i guess customer service orientated um i like helping people um so yeah someone comes to you with a problem or they want some information you can give it to them they're like, oh thank god i didn't know where to find that you know it's satisfying yeah so and were you were you straight out of school into sewing? No. no, no. So I had uh, every opportunity thrown at me as a kid, and um, went to Christchurch and all this sort of stuff, and I just wasn't interested. Um, I I didn't appreciate the opportunity for what it was. Um, recently, as a, an adult, I got diagnosed with adult ADHD, so that might have had something to do with it as a kid. Yeah um well, that's why you started your own business. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> got bored of sleeping all those hours. Um but um yeah, just wasn't interested, wasn't focused, fantastic procrastinator. And um so I went repeated year twelve, um did better, not fantastically better, but better. Um and all this time I had probably two jobs. Um I was the only kid at my school that didn't play Sunday sport because I had a job at Big W. And um, yeah, the headmaster's calling up mum, going, Oh, it's really character building for him to play sport with his friends. And mum's like, Yeah, so I was having a job. <laughs> so, so yeah, I did that. And then, um, yeah, repeat year 12. I wanted to go to aquaculture because I thought that'd be interesting running around on boats and living in far off places and all that sort of so stuff. What's, that?
0: What, what the, what's
1: aquaculture? Is that like fish farming? Like-
0: Fish farming,
1: yeah, there you go, yeah. But, um, I was at uni for nine months and, um, I think I saw two fish. Uh, that's why everyone, as the bloody you talk to, like, I want to be a marine
0: biologist, that's the flash, um, pretty much the flash job title that or a like a forensic scientist, yeah, yeah. When people don't know what they're doing because they think it'd be cool because they saw it on movies, yeah,
1: no, well, this. I don't know. I, I, just, I thought that would be interesting and, um, yeah, had a crack at it. But um, they, so the way I learn is come out and I'll show you this thing and you might be showing me how to build a wall, you know, and you say, oh, this is why we lay the brick straight. This is why we have this much mortar in between. And then then you might say to me, do you want to learn about how that concrete hardens, what the reactions are? And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to learn about that. But if you sit down and go, right, we're going to learn the, all the – Periodic table symbols for all the elements in that brick, then the symbols for all the elements in that concrete, and then we're going to learn about the reaction. And if I never see a brick, I'm like, why the fuck are we bothering with this, you know? Mm. So I'm a, I'm a hands on learner that then seeks out the science behind it, I guess. So it's
0: Sort of a reversed, pro- reversed process in a way. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah.
1: Get, put some context around what I'm learning and why I'm learning it.
0: Yeah. And then, well, there you go. It sounds like the between the ADHD and that bloody process, like surveying's perfect. Yeah, this CIA black ops bloody yeah, provider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Provider. But what it's... did you think it'd take you? We're well, gonna because you've got to, you've done some interesting shit around the globe, been in some interesting places that you probably couldn't go to today, yep. <laughs> due to uh, wars and stuff. Um, did you think it was going to take you all around the world, like it has?
1: Uh, I certainly hope so. Um would always start at the start, though. You, you what were your expectations? I, actually, about? no, probably not. I didn't, I didn't have, I wasn't probably looking far enough afield, you know. Um, but I, I was the youngest of four kids, three older sisters. By the time it got to me, mum was bloody exhausted. She was like, Look, you'll be fine, just
0: get the other few to sort you
1: out. Yeah, yeah. be home Old, before dark. Or, yeah. yeah and but, um, but not in a unloving or hands off sort of way, it was just um most kids are pretty resilient and always had a i guess a bit of character about me, and I could talk my way in and out of most trouble, so hmm. so yeah, but um, I've always been pretty independent um um yeah, so i I certainly hope the travel was there, and i I've been to some incredible places um. And I'm so thankful for the opportunities. I, I've just said yes to a lot of opportunity. And mm-hmm. that, for me, that would be a piece of advice I'd give to anyone. Say yes to opportunity. If someone puts an adventure in front of you, just say yes and work it out. Because you have the time of your life, you have stories forever, and it's just a win. So so would uh, <laughs> if a
0: company was looking at all their employees, like a surveying company was hypothetically looking at all their employees thinking right who the hell are we going to throw out and send to Pakistan they'd look at you and be like yep yeah, this is the guy
1: yeah they. he's ask- the man they asked me and I said yep straight away and um and then I think two days before I left I watched that movie where they're in the compound in Saudi Arabia that gets attacked or something and the ambulance comes in and that blows up and then the cops come over from the states to try and and I was like oh I shouldn't have watched this movie <laughs> but but the uh, thing is when I did a two week swing in Pakistan, I'd come home for a wedding and I went back for 75 days and I did a 75 day swing there. And, um, this is about 30 K from Afghanistan, about 70 K from Iran. Mm -hmm. And, um, on the way back out the night before we flew out, they'd, um, there was a bombing somewhere in Pakistan. And so, yeah, it was right at the end of Ramadan. So we're all out the back of the hotel drinking my first beer in 75 days wrapped in a napkin sort of thing because like you're not allowed to be doing that out in the open but no access to the front of the hotel no one staying on the first three floors um yeah it was pretty interesting
0: yeah right so what are we over in Pakistan for
1: so there's a massive copper gold deposit there called Rico Dick um it's at it's like an old volcano caldera sort of thing yeah um barrack and a South, South American mob called Anna were looking at develop it, developing it. And they were basically given the, um, they were going to give the local government free carry, effectively, uh, 25% free carry or maybe even more, I can't remember. But um, yeah, they'd build it, they'd pay their share, then they'd earn, uh, they'd pay it off back in the returns from the mine sort of thing. And then it was free carry forevermore. But, um, yeah, they, the local state government or even national government went in hard and they're like, no, no, we want 50%. We want whatever percent. And the project just fell over. So, but 100-year mine life, massive um, deposit. I was there doing a topo server. Um, So, had a GPS on the top of a four-wheel drive. I think um, we've got a photo
0: of this, actually.
1: these are. That's that's the survey area, yep. but um,
0: So those wheel, bloody, uh, those tracks there are you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, what was it? It was about 40 square kilometres um, yeah. of desert. And so if you draw a line from Hillarys up to Wanneroo Road yeah. and run Wanneroo Road parallel to the coast of City Beach, that's, that's from City Beach to Hillarys to Wanneroo Road is a sort of, area that i was doing yeah right and um yeah it was uh, i had podcasts i had music uh as i said 75 days out i was by myself um out there with some radio comms back to the guys yeah. and um you'd see the smugglers coming through like they'd be driving through the Waddies, so a little bit under obviously the Waddies are under so like the natural terrain and so you just see these dust clouds roaring through sort of thing and that was blokes coming in from Iran, smuggling diesel and whatever else. And um, occasionally you'd see them broken down on the plains and they'd just see me going backwards and forwards, slowly approaching them, wondering what the hell was going on. And all the women had run and huddled in this little group about 50 metres away. And I'd, I'd rock up and they're just looking at me going, are we gonna smoke this bloke or what, you know? <laughs> So and, yeah, you
0: weren't gonna go and offer him a hand or a- Well, like-
1: I'd, I'd rock up, wind down the window, and I'd have all cold water in the car with me, and, and uh, uh, be- the province was Baluchistan, Baluchi for water is Pani, and so, Pani, Pani? And, yeah. No, okay, okay, I'm okay. And, um, and then I'd sit there and go, um, Shane Warne, Brett Lee. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Australia, Australia, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, bye bye. Oh, yeah, obviously, bloody mad cricket fans. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd just start dropping a few cricketer names, and <laughs> I'd realise that I'm not there to blow them up or take the women or anything like that. So. And they're
0: not going to shoot you. Yeah, that's, so pretty Hopefully much Shane Warne and Brett Lee saved your life in Pakistan. Yeah, <laughs> get
1: away. I should, I should send him a. I don't know what you'd send Shane Warne that he hasn't already got, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. You wouldn't send him bloody fake tan or anything. Uh, maybe some medicated cream or he's, something. He's like
0: Shane Warne's just a he's a he's a disgrace in terms of he was what cricket was all about. He was fat, he smoked, <laughs> he ate paws and he was the greatest leg spinner ever. Yep. And have a look at him now, he looks like a bloody looks like a bloody Ken model.
1: Yeah, he's uh, it's uh it's a disgrace. I I can't see uh, what's the hair mobby does? I can't oh, see Oh, advanced
0: hair studios, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I can't see them sponsoring me anytime soon. <laughs> Well, there you go. You, well, you never know. You might be. You might. You're going to
0: be on YouTube with this. They they're probably going to be calling you flat yeah, out targeted marketing. Yeah. This new bald guy that's come on YouTube. On, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? You know, we've got a few bloody photos from the pack. Like that. There you were showing me is the is that was that your your compound security in a way?
1: So we had a platoon of soldiers. Their their camp was about 800 meters away from where we were, and um. Yeah. And we had, they were security for all the drill rigs and for the camp. So I'd have a, a technical truck out the front of the camp, like a, a four-wheel drive with a 50 cal on the back on a mount. And, um, and there was three emplacements around the top of the camp. And, um, yeah, a good mate of mine was actually the medic and, um, this army chopper rocks up one day and, uh, there's a bloke who was gravely injured in the chopper and they just said, you with us now and so he's like all oh, right grabbed his bag jumped in the chopper and got taken away sort of thing came back a couple of hours later and um he he goes yeah we had a we had a few plans about how to bug out of there and i said what was the plan for me mate i was i was miles from anywhere and he goes mate you had gps on you we could tell you exactly where to go and what to do and we had a plan for you as well and i was like could have bloody told me the plan while I was, there. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so it yeah. got got a bit hairy. Uh, look, it didn't get hairy where we I it never got hairy for me. Um, other than you'd see the smugglers come through, you'd hear there was an ex New Zealand SAS bike who was in charge of security. Um, he had, um, there's a lot of. The government knows everything over there. There's a lot of spy lot not I wouldn't say spies, but a lot of people are reporting domestically, sort of thing. Mm. So they'd know if there was people in the area that weren't from that area or whatever. But yeah, the the uh seizure records he showed them to me one day, they're all in this book. And it's like um uh vehicle intercepted, six people, two kilos of heroin. Thousand rounds of AK 47 ammunition, three anti tank mines, and an RPG. Jeez. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> that, and that was those, those uh, bloody dust clouds that you'll see more, you're whizzing up and, up, and bloody down, yeah. <laughs> up and bloody down doing your uh, topo yeah. pickup.
1: Yeah, but as um, I said, 75 days in the desert. Um, I'm not a religious man of any sort, but there's some sort of biblical story about some bloke going off into the desert. And yeah, I was 28 at the time. I had a good think about my life and what I was doing and everything that was going on. And yeah, came uh, I was I'd, I, on that trip. I'd started communicating with Anna, my now wife, and um, I decided, right, I'm going to give this give this one a crack and see if I can make it work. And thought so
0: you're on like Pakistan Tinder or something, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that how you found her? No, no, we uh, we met via RSVP dot com. So yeah. Tinderman. Oh, yeah, me and the missus were plenty of fish. So yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Way of the future. But, um, no, I saw her wearing a hard hat in uh, one of her photos and I thought, oh, she might have an understanding of what I'm doing and, <laughs> and be a bit sympathetic to the cause, you know, so. Jeez, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go over, um, you wouldn't be
0: doing uh, surveys in Pakistan in the, with uh, missus and a couple of kids now, mate,
1: I don't think. Nah, nah. Well, when, when we, the best story about Pakistan, I reckon, is when we flew in, um, We flew into this, um, there's a um, Quetta, there's a town called Quetta. And that's, um, I've kept my eye out for it. I've seen it mentioned with ISIS and all this stuff since I've come back. But yeah, we flew into this uh, airstrip and we get out and there's two identical blacked out buses, three technical vehicles with the 50 cows on it, plus this squad of soldiers. And I'm like, right, these guys know how to look after us. This is going to be sweet. But what I didn't know was there's another mine run by the Chinese just up the road from where we were, and um, that was for them. So this oh. plane landed just behind us. Yeah. They all got on this one bus, and everyone left. So it was me and six other blokes, and we'd flown in. And, um, well, what do we do? We just sort of stand around for a bit. Um, and then um, three us Hiluxes rock up with these... 70-year-old blokes with these rusted old rifles and okay okay let's go and i'm like oh
0: it sounds like it's straight out of homeland like buddy the it did was, you watch that tv no. show oh it's the the buddy terror counter-terrorism buddy cia show yeah was all based around buddy they're always in islamabad and pakistan and in yeah. and around there
1: Really? Uh, it was it, do you know what as i said it was an amazing experience um i said yes to an opportunity I had a fantastic time. Um, I learnt with all those jobs. It, the most important thing I learned is how lucky we are here. Mm. I every time I'm with the family down the coast, I just I'm so thankful. Yeah, and we are bloody, we are bloody lucky, aren't we, mate? We got we got goods. If you, the thing about Australia is, you don't need to work any harder than anyone else to be okay. Like, you need a f- probably a few lucky breaks like uh, like anyone, I guess, at some points in your life. But if you work just as hard as everyone else, you'll have a very nice life. Um, try not to make too many dumb decisions about how many wives you're going to have and that sort of stuff. You'll be fine. We are in the most lucky country in, in the world, and I'm so thankful.
0: Wait, wait, but when you're in Pakistan working there, do you... Is it, when you're in the middle of it, you're like, oh, it's, you don't really, you're kind of oblivious to everything. Like, it's actually not as big of a deal as you thought it was going to be. It just all seems very normal when you're there.
1: Being over there. Yeah. Mate, everyone you meet, like, everyone wants the kids to go to school. I want to be left in peace and they want to make a bit of money, mm. you know, like, because we only hear the
0: bad, we only see the bad sort of it yeah. on the news and everything. Yep. Whereas I assume once you're over there, it's just like any other country, isn't it?
1: I, I think so. I think so. Um, I've, I've only ever had one semi-hairy experience. That was in Tanzania. And, yeah, there was a big Kalahari bushman that just rose up and up and up and grabbed this bloke who was giving me some shit and grabbed him by the collar, dragged him out and beat the shit out of him with a stick. Mm. Um, which I wasn't particularly thrilled about, but um, yeah, I've never had any issues. Mm. So, but I think having a smile on your face when someone approaches you can go a long way, and um, yeah, just being kind and yeah, I don't know.
0: So you wouldn't you wouldn't go in with the typical Aussie sarcasm that we uh, <laughs> we function with. <laughs> oh, I look- don't think they'd get it, would they?
1: I don't. Th- uh, prob- probably not. Look, I love having a laugh. I love taking the piss. Um, yeah. uh, most, most of my LinkedIn posts are sort of tongue-in-cheek, taking the mick. My last one about people coming on board if they haven't had their COVID jab and backed into a corner, we'll, we'll take them. Like, if your pride's not saying, isn't letting you acquiesce and get a vaccine and go back to your site, we'll, we'll take you, you know? Like, um, and there's probably a few people out there like that, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, you know, like it's – you've got to have a laugh. You've got to, you've got to have fun and, and go to work with a smile in your doll, you know.
0: Yeah, it's too boring otherwise, isn't oh, it?
1: Absolutely. It was really interesting when I was in Ghana. We actually had to have some cross-cultural training about dealing with Americans because what, – Well, what, so –
0: the the Ghanaians were getting that as as for the Ghanaians or for the Training with
1: training with um, the Ghanaians as well, but there became this real rift between the Americans and the Australians. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Because we'd sit there going to a meeting and fuck Maddie, you put on some weight on your last break, you fat prick. Uh, (laughs) fucking uh, guys, this is a meeting. This is serious. Yeah like, yeah, 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 we'll get to that. We've just got to give each other a bit of shit first. And (laughs) you guys swear too much and um it's like yeah, because
0: Americans know. do not understand Aussie sarcasm at all. Yeah, um, I've noticed some, that.
1: Some, look, some do. Yeah.
0: Um, it takes a bit to, yeah, the ones I've been around.
1: Yeah, look, uh, but yeah. The, the thing about like, Americans are also shit scared of losing their jobs because it's healthcare. And if you don't mm. have a job with uh, a major, like a mining company, you don't have these fantastic healthcare benefits. Because yeah, there's no Medicare over there, is there? Well, I think there is something, but um, like uh, healthcare-inspired bankruptcy is the leading cause of bankruptcy in the US. That's that's incredible, incredibly sad. Look after your people, you know. Mm. Just it doesn't need to be socialism. It just needs to be what's the common standard we're going to set for our society, you know?
0: Yeah, because it wasn't that 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 Bernie Sanders. That was his. Big thing was to bring in bloody healthcare, like because essentially there's just nothing, yeah, there's no Medicare like that over there. It's just totally different to what yeah. we consider normal. It's just a really I won't get
1: into politics because I no, don't know enough it's, about it's it just, or anything. It's just an interesting thought process.
0: Yep, yep. There you go. If you're American, go hit MSP up for a bloody <laughs> job. <laughs> don't talk about healthcare. Uh, so, Pakistan, you've we've got a few bloody pictures here from uh, the overseas travel. Where else mate? I uh, saw well, there was a bit in bloody Canada, a bit in Ghana, a bit in uh, yep, bloody everywhere.
1: Yeah, so I've I think I racked up about twelve different countries just uh, with work.
0: Yeah. Oh and- God, just all the contracts of art.
1: Yep. 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 So and that that was through. Very- so I wasn't
0: far off when I was saying on the bloody sponsorship plug for Murphy when I said like when you aren't surveying intercontinental boundaries like that's you probably have been doing that with what you've
1: been up to yeah not quite but um yeah no it's what what i when i was when i was in ghana i was there for 18 months and um the the flight policy was business class flights for because we're working for newmont and um it was like yeah sweet business class flights from perth to Accra and back by Dubai. And, um, yeah, second flight, I, f- I flew there, flew back, and I'm flying back for my second swing, and they would mucked up my ticket or something. And I was like, no worries. I'll- I just paid off my credit card the day before. I'll buy a business- one-way business class ticket, thanks. And I'm like, oh, okay, no dramas. We'll get that sorted. Because and- I figured I was going to get reimbursed. And, um, yeah, I was sitting there in the partial lounge. They come up to me and Oh, Mister Grocock will you pl- can we please see your ticket? Will you please read this? And I'm reading it and it's going. You've been upgraded to first class. Please be discreet in your. Uh... And I was like, oh, thanks. And they give me back. A- I took my blue ticket and gave me back whatever kind of ticket it was. But yeah. I-, I just got on- I was I was wearing a pair of like uh, light um, travel pants, a a rock t shirt of some description, some thongs. <laughs> I call Mum. I'm like, Mum, I'm going first class. Well, what was the play? Was
0: it an A380? And they nah, they, or went, or was they went before? around quite
1: then. Um, I don't know. Who cares? It's Good first enough. Cla- it's bloody first class. First class with Emirates. So yeah, that was uh pretty sweet. But I was there for eighteen months, um, doing a five and three or something. I think. And um, yeah, I I wasn't home for most of my breaks. I went to Iceland and. Uh, the Caribbean for Crick so I could use the equivalent money to go wherever I wanted sort of thing oh yeah that's the standard standard rule is it like you sort of just travel the same distance wherever you wanted same dollar value Yeah, yeah so I could take the business class airfare and go economy to the furthest point on the other side of the globe if I wanted to you know Yeah. so so yeah that was awesome yeah nice what yeah. were we up to in Ghana um so Newmont had just started a half-o, um, and so that was open pit at the time. They've gone underground at Sabika or something there, or underground at a half-o now, but they've got they had 40k's of endowment. Um, and we we're just training the guys up, um, bringing in the gear and that sort of thing, getting all that sort of set up. But I mean, I was only uh, what was I bloody, yeah, not 26 or something, so. Mm. I was pretty young, but the company I was working with at the time, they they had a lot of connections. Um, and again, like they were, they said yes to opportunity as well, and that's probably where I got that from, you know. And um, Yeah, Brett will be right. He's got a couple of years under his belt. <laughs> Love's going overseas. Love's going overseas, so yeah. So yeah, that, that, was, um, that was fun. I was there 18 months, and then uh, my mate, Daniel Brooks gives us a shout and he says, I need you in Armenia. So flew from Ghana straight to Armenia. And he sends me this um, this valley they want to survey with a tiles dam in it. And I said, oh, we want to raise the tiles dam. So we need need to um, survey another 100 vertical metres of this valley or something. And um, he sends me this real low res Google Earth image with the MS Paint spray can feature. And he sprayed this line and he said, to the west of that line, or the west of that line, we've run a heap of cows through it. So we don't think there's any landmines. But we're not sure about to the east of that line. And where we need you to go is probably up to that line, but not quite. You, sh- you should be fine. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, right, yeah. And And um, because where we were in Armenia, uh, there was still strafe marks up buildings where they'd have had a war with Azerbaijan. And we were, we were doing um, this contour survey and we'd find these foxholes and stuff like that. And always, I never went in front of, if I found a foxhole, I never went in front of it because I didn't know what they were throwing out or how they'd protect it with whatever. So yeah, yeah, they right. always stayed behind it. But
0: So Armenia, that's north of Middle north East. North of Iran. North of Iran. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've
1: seen the Iranian border from Pakistan to the south and Armenia to the north, but I'd love to, I'd love to go check out Iran. I reckon it'd be really interesting.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, you're halfway there. You're pretty yeah. bloody close. Yeah. So You haven't got any contacts over there still on the border or anything?
1: No. I, I reckon it'd be a really interesting trip to go to Israel and go explore through Israel yeah. and then fly directly. Well, you won't be able to fly directly to Iran. Probably have to go through somewhere else. But just see the contrasting but probably very similar people, you know, because mm. people, as I said, people are the same, but it'd be interesting just to see both how, sides of that coin, you know.
0: Yeah. How, how long did you do in Armania?
1: Um, uh, probably a month or so, yeah. And uh, I was over there with a mate of mine or one of my mentors, um, mentors a guy called Steve Glavinis. Um, I did my first day of work with him ever um, when I went down and surveyed the tunnels under the roundhouse at Freo. Yeah. And um and then yeah, worked on jobs with him. I've employed him um working for me now. Um he's semi retired and loving life. And if I'm half as fortunate as he is, you know, like and was half as savvy as what it, what he's done, mm. I'll be I'll be right. So yeah. Yeah,
0: geez. It, well, how much went in the early days of contracting? Was most of your stuff actually overseas
1: compared to Aussie-based? No, nah, no, nah, most of it was Aussie-based, yeah. but the guys in the office knew I'd put my hand up um, if something was available sort of thing. Yeah. And hopefully they looked at my skill set and looked at the requirement of the job and went, oh, probably not Brett for this one, but, yep, yeah, you can go smash that one, you know? Yeah. So, but, yeah, when I went to... Ghana. When I started on July third or whatever. And they're like, Oh, we're not sure what the go is with um around tax free and all that sort of stuff. And we said, I oh, don't want to work it out. We worked out that I was eligible for it, but we didn't work that out till October, November sort of thing. And I was like, oh, I'll just keep paying tax and get it back at the end. And so that was like for a young bloke, um, twenty five, twenty six, getting a full year, a good pay tax refund. Yeah, that, that was a deposit for a house sort of thing, you know?
0: Yeah, so I'm, I was glad you used it for a deposit for a house. Yeah. Some guys might have went to Columbia
1: for like a bloody couple of months <laughs> or something. Learned to march through Columbia. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, nah, um, yeah, no, yeah, that was good. Yeah, nice.
0: But, uh, I guess, what did you get out of these? We've got more, uh, I'm sure there's more overseas chats to talk about, but I guess... What did you get out of getting thrown in the deep end in all these countries and, I guess, be, being asked to do a job? Um, I guess you, you had to probably improvise a lot. I guess, what, what, what did that give you for, I guess, character and your work side of things that you've probably taken into business at a later time in your life? Um,
1: well, before I go to any of these jobs and even a job today, if I was flying up to Granny Smith tomorrow to go do a job i'll be laying in bed tonight staring at the ceiling and running through the job in my mind what am i going to need who am i going to have to talk to how am i going to get this person on side so i can do the job um how am i how am i going to smile and laugh my way through customs or or the the uh person at perth airport that doesn't want to put my gear on the flight because it's got some batteries in it and blah 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 like it just, I guess, it just teaches you how to get along with people and sort of get people on the bus that you're on, I guess, so that you can achieve what you need to achieve, but without being a jerk about it. Because, um, yeah, you raise you ever ra- any um, of these developing countries. You ever raise your voice, you your set back months. Mm. Like, you just, you, you just need a. Get the people on board and and take them for the ride, you know. What was there many
0: instances where the I guess the walls were caving in and you weren't things weren't going the way you planned in these, in these in these overseas trips, and you sort of really
1: had to, you sort of get your shit together to get through it. Um. Yep. Uh, I did a job in the Philippines, um, and they had a they had this inclined shaft at the base of this hill. And I didn't realise at the time, but they'd built this great big um, steel plate on one side of the shaft with like all this heavy-duty steel. And it was only later that I said to them, oh, what's what's that for? And they said, oh, in case there's a landslide so it doesn't all go down the shaft. Well, that's that's interesting. But um, we had to – it was a 60-degree inclined shaft, so we had to do some special tricks with the total station where we had it on a – slant so we could shoot down this shaft and uh, I hadn't actually been down it before I shot down it and they've got the skip parked above me sort of thing and I go into the winder house and I said oh where's your stop button, where's your isolator and he's like I don't know and there was a big red button in the middle of the desk, I just whacked that everything shut down and he's like oh I've never hit that before <laughs> <laughs> and so I isolated everything um, and I said, don't touch this until we're done. Cause as I said, the skip, like I'm, I've got a barrier there preventing me from going down the shaft. Um, uh, I've got a bit of rope around the tripod to make sure that doesn't fall down. But all the airlines are all charged and the blokes down the hole are still using air. So I'm sort of, sort of looking down this hole and I hear this big crack of the airlines, you know, and I'm like, ah, I'm shit myself. But then they'd built this plaque for us. Um, down the bottom of the shaft where my target was and there was, I couldn't take the skip down because we had all our gear set up. So there was 83 three metre ladders or something, all covered in water and shit um, and then all super cramped. And I'm climbing down that as blokes are climbing up, because that's how they got in and out of the shaft. Yeah, right. And um, But I'm climbing down with an instrument case as well, right? And there was a moment there I was like, okay, slow down. Breathe. You're okay. You're fine. Get down the bottom. And I got down the bottom and I was holding on the rock. I didn't know what was around me. I'd never been to this part. And I'm, I got to the bottom rung and I'm holding on, holding on the instrument case and I'm right now look around. And I'm, before I let go anywhere, I'm looking around. It's a 20 metre drop there. I'm, I'm barricaded um, yeah. to, down the bottom of the thing. And I looked around shuffled on the spot, turned around, and then walked directly across this gangway, effectively. And, um, yeah, that that was, that was interesting. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, we got the job done and um, got out of there. But,
0: oh, all for just a bloody little 3D square on a computer screen. Yeah. Some people do not appreciate what goes well, into getting transferring that. Transferring
1: the control down from the surface. So they wanted to do some development further and yep. so so we had to get that control down and then we did gyro down there and all that sort of stuff as well to verify that transformation so
0: and that was the easiest way
1: yeah that was <laughs> well otherwise it was um it was all rail cart um track and rail sort of thing yeah. um, otherwise it was in through a decline that was a couple of k's of travis and they weren't going to shut that down for us so yeah we shut this particular section of shaft down for uh, four or five hours and did what we needed to do. And yeah, but wow. Yeah. So, and, but then regardless whether that skip was running or not, you weren't allowed to ride in the skip, right? So to get back up was up the same way. And it's the Philippines in the jungle, right? It's 32 degrees. It's always 32 degrees. Um, if you like fancy coats and whatever, the Philippines is not for you because you'll never wear one. Um, and yeah, climbing back up, yeah, just soaked, absolutely soaked.
0: So it's like a Darwin sort of thing. It's just always that flat bloody temperature. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I finished that job and thought I'm never coming back here. The safety wasn't up to scratch. Everything wasn't up to scratch. But then when I started Mind Survey Plus, um, this contact called me up and said, oh, we're doing, we're doing a vertical shaft there. We need you to come transfer all the control. And I was like, yeah, righty, because eh? I'd forgotten how shitty it was. And uh yeah, I went there and they had seven levels. And the bottom level, um they got you got the stage and you've got the man cage sort of thing. And the stage is sitting in this big chamber, and they wanted me to put some pins in to put those supporting beams in or whatever. But they got a rope and they pull the uh they pull the stage over, and then you you're meant to be harnessed up. I harnessed myself up. None of the guys were harnessing themselves up. 60-metre drop. They're oh. stepping off this, off this stage across a 300-mil high grid mesh barricade oh. and then climbing up a two-metre vertical rock face, pulling themselves up a rope. Bloody hell. And I was just like, holy fuck. And I got there, set up all my gear, and I was like, right, and I was two or three meters back from the edge, sort of thing. Mm. And all these guys are standing in front of me at this edge. I'm like, just get the fuck back and sit down there, because. And then I'm speaking. I I didn't end up giving them the pins I wanted. I put the control in, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not having people walking around that edge. And um, they're like, well, they say they. I said, give me a look at your schedule. Like, can't you build a, a gangway or something, so we can walk on it? And I said, oh, we do that after the beam's going. I'm like, why not build that now so all the boys can have something to work on, walk on? So, yeah, I just gave them the control and said, look, I'm not going down. And they're like, oh, what's the problem? And I'm like, mate, if one of these guys die, although we're here in technical advisor roles, it's going to be our fault, the white guy's fault. We are going to get chased off this mountain mm. quicker than you can bloody drive a speedy car you guys need to be more proactive in this. And I was there for a week and a half, right? Fuck, who's this bloke coming in telling us how to run our job? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, look, I'm not, I'm not going to be involved in this aspect of work and I'm not going back down to those levels or, yeah. It, yeah, it was just a, it was an interesting place that I'm never going back to. No, not going third time around. Not going a third time around. <laughs>
0: Far out. That so, sounds bloody out there. Yeah. So, yeah. God, how many people die at those sort of mines? Because like, it sounds like it'd be a, a. Like, as you, if you're
1: looking at all this stuff, they're, and they're pretty blase. Yeah, be look, I think, think a few. Um, fall from Heights, um, um, un, Under Unsupported Ground, that sort of stuff. That was what I'd read about um, at the time. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, right now. So you do your research before you go. I'm supremely confident that i'm not going to do something stupid underground that's going to hurt me or anyone else Mm. i don't know what anyone else how how they're going to behave if they're going to they've got my best interests at heart but Mm. yeah when you're in that sort of environment you're looking out for yourself number one you're hoping that no one else and trying to make sure the guys don't do something that's completely normal to them but I, i didn't I didn't want to be standing there going, having a chat to Tom, Dick and Harry. And then 20 minutes later, where's Harry? I don't know. Must have gone on the surface. And three, th- a couple of hours later, we find out he's down the bottom of the shaft. I did not want to be associated with that. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Well, I suppose in, when you go into environments like that, compared to what we're used to in Australia, it's, uh, you, you'd have your wits about you a bit, bit extra, wouldn't you? You'd be really having a good
1: look 100%, around. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, yeah. There's so many stories I could tell about that place. But
0: could you could you do it? Like looking back at it now, could you go and do it? Being a bit, oh, I'm not saying you weren't wise back then. You know, a bit older, wiser, and I guess not as um, oh, you know, f- f- when you got a family. Like, could you go back into that environment now?
1: Um, yeah, probably. But the thing, the thing is, and this is where I guess peer pressure comes in or client pressure or pressure to get the job done, I guess, you rock up to these sites and you're like, fuck, they've paid me a lot of money to come over here. I'm this technical expert. They're looking at me to solve this problem for them. And so, as I said, you just got to make sure that you do everything you know that you should be doing. And look, I wouldn't send... If they called me up tomorrow and said, oh, we've got a job going, can you send one of your boys? I wouldn't send one of my boys over there. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be responsible for one of my guys going over there and hurting themselves or hurting someone else.
0: Mm. But isn't that funny that you were the guy that was chosen to go there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you're asking what it's taught me. It's. I'm creative. I can be as creative as all hell, you know. Like uh, I've used fishing buoys to block drill holes that we're doing a verticality survey on. Um, the client said, no, nah, no, nah, we've got this. We can take care of it. We're a fully stocked mine site. And it was a week and a half later, I've got to go on site doing a downhole survey. They weren't getting a result because there was airflow through the hole that we told them that had to be blocked. Yeah. So when I got a fishing buoy, stuck it up there and flayed it, you could have swung your kids off it. It wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> um, Jeez,
0: that's hard. Geez, that's a stoke production charge and 101, isn't it? Yeah. They've got those balls there, the but inflatable we, balls.
1: We yeah. ran out of fishing buoys because um, we had to do more holes than we, what we thought, so I went to the gym and got a fit ball. Oh, right. And, uh, and you should have seen the service crew when they rock up, and they said, what do you need? And I said, I need that up there. Yeah. I'm going to pump it up. <laughs> really? I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there mm-hmm. you go. Oh, you'd be gun at production charger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blocking yeah. off down yeah, I think we there's isn't there another buddy, where's your little there's a bit of creativity with
1: gotten yeah, hold of yeah, it? Yeah, that was that was Pakistan. Look, probably not the actually it was pretty safe. I was in the vehicle. Um but yeah, that I was I'd get stuck every day in Pakistan. I'd do I clean the camp out of tires, i I'd be cranky at me for that. Um ripped the back bumper off, so they gave me a new one. But yeah, the job the job that I wanted me to do, we couldn't do it with a drone because they didn't exist. We couldn't do it with a manned aircraft because we are too close to the border and probably get shot down by the U.S. or something. Um, it was also near their nuclear test facility. So, they, were, su- they were super sensitive about that. Yeah. Um, laser scanners were just starting to come onto the scene. So, yeah, a gridded survey it was. Um, but, yeah, get stuck, had to get myself out. Um, that was a couple of one-inch steel rods bashed into the ground with a lifting sling over it, and, um- So, what are you-
0: So, you're bogged at the front, eh? So, what we're looking at is, was, is a- Is a, What is it? Sort of a ratchet strap around the wheel to create a winch.
1: A, a lifting, li- lifting sling pinned to the ground and then tied around the wheel with some nylon rope. And then, uh, I was sort of diagonally apexed kind of thing. Yeah. And um I just needed a little nudge out, and and that just gave me a little pop backwards, and I was and I was right to go. That's
0: brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant. A, a, a rear wheel winch. What could go wrong?
1: But nothing, obviously. Well, this, I'm sitting, could I'm pa- in the dri- this could be patented. I'm sitting in the driver's seat. It's not a snatch strap, so there's no um, stretch um in it. There's so no. We've done it. Like there's
0: a. Pretty much an official Pakistani JSA being yeah. completed for this <laughs> certified,
1: yeah, yeah. So i would just let the tire down a little bit so I grip a bit more and yeah, it's genius. Pop out. So, yeah, but um,
0: yeah, I think this you, guys- could, you could like use this as like an MSP social plug. Like, do you, do you want to like deal with a company that thinks outside the box? <laughs> This could be like the caption right here. Yeah, well, this possibly is possibly not. This
1: and a couple of other things I've done is probably why I've never worked for one of the majors because <laughs> I might have looked at my safety record and gone, "Oh Jesus, there's a bit of a risk." But <laughs> you could
0: say it. Well, oh, the yeah. I suppose you can't get a job with the misses. Then with this sort of no, nah, look, and just for the record, going. my safety
1: record is impeccable. But i um, yeah. sometimes I'm a very safely a little bit creative to get the job done.
0: <laughs> Mining one hundred and one.
1: Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, so yeah, and, I mean, to be fair as well, this was, uh, what was it, bloody 15 years ago sort of thing, so. Oh, like the
0: winches have evolved since then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those years probably come with one for this purpose. Yeah, well. As a result of this.
1: That thing was an absolute stock Hilux and didn't have a locking – if it had a locking diff, it would have been fantastic. Had a little bottle jack. I'd I'd get my – I'd be driving down to a waddy and there'd be a rock or something that would pop up and, like, I couldn't see – and it'd hit it, get itself onto the sump. So I just. Oh, jeez. But I mean, nothing big. And I couldn't, my front wheels were now off the ground. So I couldn't get myself out of it. So I just get a little bottle jack at the back, spin it up, and push the car up, and just push the car into the waddy. <laughs> and then get out and drive off, and away we go.
0: Because what were you going through? Obviously, here is some more flat tires in Pakistan. When you said you were going through shitloads of tires, just the terrain was just sharp rocks and shit everywhere. Desert, yeah, Yeah. it's just
1: yeah, sharp rocks and yeah. There was sandstorms one day. That was I had to change a tire. Like I got the weather came in and I was heading back and I got a flat tire, and I was wearing the full um, dish dash with uh, goggles and everything, and the wind. The way I'd, I guess I should have parked it the other way, but the way I parked it, the wind was coming onto the car. Yeah. And, um, it was just, I was just eating sand for days. Oh. And, um, yeah, but, yeah, it's an adventure, right?
0: <laughs> what about, oh, we've got a YouTube video here of, uh, Land Saviour Stuck Again. Was this, this in Pakistan as well?
1: Yep, yep. So, again, that's just one of those diagonal apexes. Oh. Um, yeah, Is the, this
0: yourself we're looking
1: at? Yeah, yeah. So, this was just filmed on a little tripod there. Um, you thought sort I
0: of may as well get, some, um, <laughs> get something out of this so you'd film it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um,
0: Jeez, you got some bloody grunt in you. You're giving it a good lift.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the front driver's side and rear passenger side are planted, but the other two aren't. But that's just in low range uh, first gear. So, the car's not going anywhere if it pops out.
0: Because um, what were you... What, did you have something on the throttle there?
1: Uh, no, just low range first gear, turn the turn the ignition on and the free wheels will spin. Oh, right. And um,
0: was it a, um, not an auto?
1: No, no, manual. Yep. Oh, yeah, so I was in neutral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get no, no, that. it was in first gear, low range. Yeah. So even if you go on across a flat car park, you're only going to go 4K an hour. Yeah. If your feet are flat on the floor, you know. But it's just enough. Unfortunately, at the end of this video, it bloody um, I ran. I had, a, I had my Sony um, camera that I paid six hundred dollars for a thirty-two meg SD card or whatever it was. You know, um, <laughs> um not even gig meg, and uh, the, the bloody run out. But oh, he
0: scratched his head. Yeah, it's
1: got the shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, over. Well, it. that wasn't working, so I had to work out something else. So I grabbed. Grab the shovel and start trying to chip out the rock out of the front, <laughs> and then um, and then that I, I got a little bit of purchase and the wheels turned, so I had to straighten the wheels. So you, I,
0: you're trying to drive up it essentially?
1: Yeah, I couldn't go back, um, and I wasn't going to be able to go back. I thought. That well,
0: f- why couldn't you go back?
1: Just just the traction, like the with the way it was the, to go forward was less steep than going back. That's putting some wood under the. Oh tire. yeah, we're
0: getting wood involved now. But um You could
1: do like an Aussie man reviews on this. Destination fucked. Never thought about that. But um it, the soundtrack to it is stuck in the middle with you by uh whatever that band is. Uh but there there's a hammer on there. And then Oh that's uh oh is that mental as anything? N- no Marlin, Marlin something, I don't know, but it was hot too, and so the hat comes out. Um
0: Oh yeah, what temperatures are we dealing with here?
1: Well, I learned very quickly you don't leave the bottle jack and the and the handle out in the sun. You oh, put, them, put them under the car. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was um, yeah it was it was hot. Um, but yeah, it starts to get a bit of purchase in the oh, wheels. Oh, look at it! Here we go. And then so I had to get in and straighten the wheels up and tie the steering wheel to the grab handle, so that so that it didn't turn anymore. But then I ran out of bloody. Uh, <laughs> Ran out of bloody um S D card.
0: Alright, so and the result was after that it got some purchase and went up. Yeah, I got it I got it, got myself out there. good's yeah, end the Star Wars um Yeah. <laughs> thank the Pakistan Desert for the inspiration to make this film. Sand is not the enemy. <laughs> but yeah,
1: as I said. That is brilliant. Bit of bit of piss take, so oh <laughs> That is awesome, but it's funny. Like, uh, it's the first time I'm discussing discussing this at length. I guess I'd be absolutely mortified if my blokes did half the stuff I did, and I wouldn't let them go do this.
0: Well, I, it was funny. I suppose you notice little things. Whether you thought of any of this, but I, I, I noticed your. This is one thing that I remember specifically. I noticed that your um. You were going out on... Oh, no, sorry. I emailed you. You were out on leave. And I noticed your, your automated um, rep, email reply said uh, on, on annual leave, um, if you need to contact me, send an email to blah, blah, blah. If you urgently need to contact me in regard to the health and safety of an MSP employee, please contact me on this number. Yep. And it was just something that really stood out. I've
1: never seen that in, a, in an automated email. Mate, uh. it's... I will take responsibility for my guys every day of the week. And um, my phone is always on. It's Mm. always, um, I sometimes put it on silent, but um, it's always on beside my bed, Mm. whether it be day or night. Like it scares the shit out of me and it's a responsibility I take really seriously that if my people are having mental health issues, if they're having physical issues, if they're having work issues, mate, I'll roar in there like a tiger and do what I've ever got to do. I've pulled guys off perfectly well paying jobs mm. because they're like, I'm really not enjoying this here. Um Yeah, I I we're it's corny to say but we're a people business. Mm. And without those people, we're fuck all. Mm. So yeah it's um have you, have you had many instances where you've had to actually take action in something like that um yeah we've we've pulled people off sites not like we've given notice to the client and said oh, look in a month time old oh, mate's not going to be available um i've had i've had a i've had a bloke sit there and Go, I'm coming back into the mining game. And he was on site and he's like, I'm not sure. Um, this isn't for me. I'm My mental health is not great today. Mm. And I said, what do you want to do? And he says, I really want to come home. And I said, look, we can get you on a flight tomorrow. Is that okay? Mm. And he goes, yep. And he goes, I said, are you going to be okay tonight? And he goes, I think so. Oh, jeez. And I was like, holy fuck, mate. Like, uh, I don't need you to. I don't need you to tell me that you're going to be okay, um, because we're. I think we dragged someone in from another site, um, and we went and picked him up and just drove him a Cow. Yeah. So I wasn't. I think so. That isn't, ain't good enough. That isn't good enough. No.
0: So. No, yeah. it's not. And well, I suppose you, you're lucky that they said oh, I think so in yeah. terms of. Uh, saying, Yeah 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 I'll be fine when they well,
1: normally they they the they don't yeah but even I thinks even uh I think so most people go oh okay well that's good mm. but I was just it's it's terrifying mm. having that responsibility I never want to deal with someone's partner mm. with shit news yeah, isn't it
0: like, and it, like I suppose that sort of things never gets thought about just for a, a, for a, a surveying contracting business, like, um until you hear, you talk to the business owner and you hear that that um, all that sort of you know mental health and well being is a very genuine concern and issue that you got to really be on top of when yep. you, especially because when we spoke about earlier when. You're always out of your comfort zone being a, a contractor because yep. you're getting thrown in different sites and you're never really settled. You probably rock up and don't know anyone yep. very isolated in the middle of the desert. Yep. That can uh amplify any bloody mental health issues you could be experiencing.
1: Yeah, that's right. And but I guess we try and mitigate that. Um myself and Gemma where I'm 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 not like uh someone with a HR background that's Stumbled into, um, a survey business. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm a boots on the ground surveyor. Gemma's a boots on the ground surveyor. We've, we've done, we've been there and we've done that. We can empathize and we understand, you know, um, we know 90% of the time we know the people and we know the culture and we know the ethos of the site that we're sending the people to. So we can. Prep our guys. We can paint a picture for them about what it's going to be like, you know. Um, So that's. I think that gives our guys that that can certainly help our team. Um, Is
0: is it a bit like bloody the start of married at first sight when they're putting couples together and going through the so-called fucking experts? Um, When you're trying to, when you're looking at what site, what person you're going to send to which site, are you? where everyone's got strengths and weaknesses, you're like, oh, this person will be a good fit for here. Is it a bit of juggling in that
1: term? 100%. Particularly uh, the surveyors that don't have a heap of experience. Um, I cocked up and sent uh, a graduate to a site where there was not a good support network in place. Um, He was basically thrown in the deep end And once I spoke to him, he was like, yeah, I'm getting through it. It's all right. And it's like, righty, I want to speak to you every two days while you're on site. I want you to tell me about what's been going on, what's coming up. We'll we'll try and get you, we'll get you through this. And always, of course, giving him the option about whether he stays or goes. Um, And that's another thing we do as well. We say to the people, uh, would you like to go to this site? Whether they're full-time employees or casual. We're not like, right, you're off here and you're off there. Would you like to go to this site? We try and paint a picture about what the site's going to be like. But yeah, this grad, um, he wasn't getting the mentoring and the training that he needed to become a good surveyor. And so we pulled him out of there and we've put him underground with a team now. He's probably had uh, four or five months underground plus six months he had at this other site. And then we'll get him, next stop will be hopefully to get him into a bigger um, site similar to the, or a site similar to the first one so he can actually um, get trained the proper way with a with a good mentoring system and that sort of stuff.
0: So how does it work when you're like you're a contract survey business and you're taking on grads, um, do you essentially contract them out as grads so he's someone to yeah, like yeah. you know he's a bloody one of you you a supply your bloody minion that you can mentor and like train up you yeah, can do we, all your shit out How does that work
1: we we do um we're fortunate well we put a lot of effort into especially with uh tafe because all the people graduating from their advanced diploma or even diploma are here in perth whereas with school mines are all up in cow so we don't have right that direct contact to them sort of thing uh, as much as we do here in Perth. So we pretty quickly work out who the good people are coming out of TAFE and um, we'll do what we can to grab them. So I mean, now we've got this scholarship going on, young bloke, Aaron Jackman, he's flown up to Cal this week to go do some underground re surveys. Um, He's going to do a couple of days each end, uh, some open cut, and then we've got him a mix of open cut and underground for the rest of the holidays sort of thing so he's uh he applied for our scholarship his submission was excellent speaking to him he seems pretty switched on um doing a few reference checks on that as well so hopefully um you're not getting a bag of potatoes with a with a heartbeat um you're actually getting someone that's hopefully top of their class sort of thing. And, um, yeah, we'll get mentored as well by us. Mm. So, And and we disc- always discount the first three months. Like we've got a standard rate for um, a 12-month surveyor sort of thing. Uh, we discount it the first three months as a recognition of the time that the client will put into them as well. There, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we can't be... We don't have a mind of our own. We can't mentor these guys hand on and build a custom surveyor. You know, so um, in the contracting game, that's what it's what it's been. Mm. So,
0: what? How did you get the inspiration to
1: start your own gig? Where did that all stem from? Um, I've always wanted to do it. It's always been. I, I guess I've always been entrepreneurial. Uh, to a not. Not to a great extent, but I've always had a hunger for it. I guess, well, like I said from running around with a shopping trolley collecting soft drink bottles, like I'd fill out the street director and highlight. Brent, you've been bloody highlighting my street director. egg. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Mum. But um, yeah, my old man had his own business. Um, yeah, it was. I. It was at a pinnacle, uh, at a point in my career where I had the field technical, the network, and then the um, manage, uh, some management training, I guess, and some business training. But again, um, having mentors around you who back you and who you can bounce ideas off is that's that's everything to me.
0: What what's it like, Ed? What's the what's it like starting a contract? Survey business coming from contract surveying is there? Can you run into a bit of trouble with non-competes and no. and that sort of things, or it's a piece of piss?
1: No, I never had any issues with that. So, yeah, um, yeah never never had any issues with that. It's it's been good. Yeah. So, the biggest the biggest um, not issue, but the thing that gets my goat the most is insurance. Like our insurance bill this year is like fifty five grand. And it's just, I know one day when you need it, it'll be really great to have it. But it's a it's a lot of money to be paying for a nice to have, you know. And it, but it's an, a requirement to be a vendor usually, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And but the thing is, you get some you get some contracts that come across your desk, and they're like, you need know, ten million dollars professional indemnity insurance. And I go to my insurance bloke, how much will this cost? And he's like, mate, who asked for $10 million? That's ridiculous. I don't think I'll even be able to get it for you. Like, mm. it's just, and you go, you go back to him and say, oh, look, um, our people will be working under your direction with your processes and procedures, providing they don't make a majorly negligent foobar. If they make a mistake, it's actually your fault. Oh, okay. Well whatever you've got's fine then. Yeah, right.
0: Cause it, c- can you ever go to site under their insurance?
1: The client's insurance? Yeah. No. No. Nah, nah. You always gotta have your own. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So yeah, but it's um Yeah, and then when you get contracts people involved, like if if Maddie Michael calls me up and says, Brett, I know a surveyor on site, i will be like, No worries, can you get me, here's a quote, can you get me a PO? Yep, no dramas. Um Surveyor goes to site, it's the uh, eighth of the next month. Matt, haven't been paid. Oh shit. All right, hang on, I'll take care of that for you. No worries, we'll get you on the fifteenth. Thanks, mate, appreciate it. Yeah. But you get contracts involved, you you're getting variations, you're getting all this stuff, and it's like, oh, you guys need to pay me now, and then it's oh yeah, well the variations still got to be approved and this and that, and it's as like, in variations as in like out of scope work that you have done. The, yeah, the, or out of scope. But yeah, out yeah, anything out of scope, typically. And it's like, you're getting out of three months, mate. Like, are you serious? Pay me my money.
0: How, how long have you... Uh, any hairy moments cash flow was during the business
1: uh, for yourself? No. Um, no. Ev- every dollar that comes in, if we get a... If we get $11,000 paid into our bank account from a from a job, $1,000 goes to the GST savings account um, straight away. Um, when we do a pay run, the PAYG component goes to the PAYG account. The GST yeah. goes to the GST account. We've got a savings account for holiday pay. Um, I could have all my creditors rock up to the business today and I'll pay them all their money. So, yeah. I saw my dad struggle through that having his own business and just the pressures and the anxiety of cash flow for him was huge and I never wanted to do that.
0: How how did you get yourself in such a good position to do it? Obviously, you had to do it right from the start.
1: Yeah, I've done it since day one. Yeah. Um, And that, again, uh, my mate Ryan Wilshire is just like, mate, just make sure you cover all your bases all the time. Obviously, we've got some finance for – the gyro and cows and a few other bits and pieces, vehicles and that. Um, but, yeah, just – and having a – personally a buffer just for those rainy days in the mining game. Um, if I ever needed to, I could borrow on that. That's offset against the house sort of thing. So, You're like the bloody barefoot investor, aren't you, in the survey? Well, you've <laughs> got it bloody sussed. You, you, I just don't know how people sleep at night not paying their bills on time. Like how um yeah I just I just couldn't do it. it's you're burning all credibility with anyone you've ever known or who knows that you're paying that bill late. your staff would never like imagine paying your guys three days late, mm. you think they're gonna make you the employer of choice, but has it uh, have you
0: found that um having that attitudes come back to benefit you in in any instances or? Um, have you had preferential
1: treatment because you pay your bills sometimes? I, I don't think so. I'd like to think we've if if payday falls on the Sunday, sort of thing, um, we'll pay it on the Friday yeah. for, the, for the guys. You know, like um, if someone one of a team calls up and says, "Oh, you've mucked up my pay." Oh shit, have I? Okay, let me have a look. Oh, so so sorry. Like we try and get that absolutely right every time because. That's the credibility with our team, and you burn that, you no one. Yeah. So,
0: how, how long's MSP been around for now? What do you? July two thousand and seventeen. We kicked off. Yeah. So, in a because what was, what was the mining landscape like then? Was it pretty? Uh, it wasn't starting to. Re- it wasn't that busy, was it?
1: It wasn't. Um, it was healthy. Uh, I think in my previous role. Um, over three and a half years, I built that up from zero to about 17, 18 people yeah. um, before I left. And then um, in this role, yeah, we're at about 18 people at the moment as well, you know. Mm. Um, it's a good manageable number. I'm not sure I want to go to 40 or even 30. Because
0: um, that like talking business, I'm, I assume you easily could go to those those numbers, but how... How hard is it? Everyone just thinks it's, you know, just employ people get make more money, blah blah blah. But, um, how much thought and against the risk of it have you got to put into it to say, right, if I employ five people quickly, I've got to have this X amount more in the bank to float wages and everything before I actually get paid by clients? Yeah, look,
1: we don't, uh, first of all, we're probably knocking back six jobs a week at the moment, um, just because we can't find surveyors like everyone, yeah. um. I spoke to a bloke the other day and I, he goes, oh, yeah, we're starting mining Friday. Um, when Have you got a surveyor? And I'm like, I don't. And I'm pretty sure no one else does either, mate. Mm-hmm. So put GPS on everything. Um, I'll give you a base station and a rover and get your pit tech to run around and mark stuff up because, yeah, there's just no surveyors. Um, um, In terms of the thought, <laughs> Gemma came back from Tanzania one time and, We'd had a bit of a fat period, and she goes, I think we should buy a cow's, like a downhole um, void scanning tool. And I'm like, What do you reckon that? She goes, Well, this, 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 and this. All right, I'm going to see if I can get some finance for it. And um, yeah, away we go. So you, you back the good people, you have good contacts, and you've got mates out there that will support you. Um, yeah, we don't we don't put we don't do too many um, case studies into the pros and cons of taking a step. I don't think. Yeah, yeah.
0: I suppose you have got to have a crack, don't you?
1: You've had a good crack.
0: Yeah. Did you think you'd be we you are now four years down the track? No, <laughs> no.
1: Nah, nah, I did a because well, peasant- like, with
0: it were the early things like I'll just have a get myself going, bit of a small show. Did you think you'd be at eighteen people now?
1: No, I did a pessimistic um neutral and optimistic business case and I think I ran that out to four years and yeah, I think at the end of four years we're at maybe ten sort of thing. So on the optimistic. On the yeah, I'm pretty sure on the optimistic. So yeah. so yeah, um it it's um when you look at some of the numbers and yeah yeah sit down and actually think about it 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 blows your fucking mind like it's yeah it's pretty incredible, so i'm as I said just with the people we've got, I'm just thankful mate yeah. it's they don't give me any dramas there's no no one was um give me issues about vaccines or anything I don't have too many h r complaints or anything like that um or've oh, got none none of' the smartest thing I did was engage. Um, and here's a plug, uh, Employsure on day two of my business. It was me and one other surveyor and I engaged them, two people for five years. And if you sign them, I signed them up with two people and I could then scale up to 150 if, if I wanted to.
0: So what do they do? What's Employsure do? Uh,
1: they're a HR department sitting in Melbourne. Yep. So any issues I've got, uh, they wrote all my contracts, they did everything, um, and they are literally my HR department that I've never met. Yep. So they they write up your job job roles
0: and everything. Do they do scope of works and stuff for your jobs, or it's more just for the employing
1: of the people? Contracts, um, um, as a, HR issues. If I had someone, um, well, if I had someone claiming someone else was sexually harassing them, I'd. I'd be like, okay, that's pretty interesting. I'll take all the details. So Are Gem's, you okay? Gem's
0: going around pinching asses or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But the neck as soon as I hang up that phone, I'm calling EmployShore and saying, please guide me and advise me on this. Yeah. And um, yeah, literally a HR department. So do they do contracts
0: for the work you're doing, or the it's for, for the contracts for the people between you
1: employ? Mind Survey Plus and and the people. Yeah. 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 Plus they've got. Um, I wrote all my handbooks and all that sort of stuff. So employee handbooks and that kind of thing. Oh yeah.
0: So how does that work? Are they on like a, is it like a monthly fee or are they paid for what they do? Or how yeah. Does that work? No,
1: monthly fee, but it's only, as I said, it's only based on the cost of two people, not 18. Okay. Yeah. So, but I can have up to 150 people. Yeah. So that was the best thing I did because I know what I, I've got a pretty good idea of what I don't know. And, um, in my last role, there's a fantastic um, HR head of HR there, and she was amazing. She mentored me and guided me, guided me, um, and just taught me that when it comes to all that stuff, I know nothing. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, and I suppose your your time is spent better, like well, so much better elsewhere than yeah. dealing with that shit. Yeah. I'm not saying it's shit, or well, sometimes it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of
1: it's fucking shit. Uh, uh look, it's it's um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Some some people will take a more risk tolerant approach to HR, um, mm. and they want to be able to bend the rules, betting that people won't come back to them. Sort of thing. I follow all that to the letter because
0: yeah. I suppose, and I suppose you've done it with everything, haven't you? You've uh, anything that could really fuck you over, whether it's something happening to your people or your um, HR. It's like nah,
1: take it out of the. Sleep at night. That's it. That's it. Sleeping at night and knowing that you haven't got this little monkey on your shoulder bashing his pan and trying to get your attention.
0: Especially when your ADHD is
1: fucking (laughs) (laughs) trying
0: to struggle and trying to sleep as it is.
1: Oh no! Look, that's that's been an interesting thing. Um, Yeah, it's it's been a. I I don't think I was off the chart sort of thing, but I. I'd occasionally sit down and I'd be just like, I need to get this done. Oh, shiny thing. And (laughs) no, no, I really need to get this done. And I'd just start, and I'd just sit there and go, right, I'm turning everything off. I'm going out to sit in my car in the tree with my, by a tree with a laptop. And I'd just be sitting there going, I can't start this. And it'd just do your head in, you know. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's been a really positive thing for me. And um, I'm, just, that I'm able to focus a lot better now. Just get in and get shit done, mm. and um, and when I've done that, I can lift my head up and spend time with the family or misses or whatever, you know.
0: Yeah. What What other uh, so between I guess the HR and the those side of things. What What else are some of the big, I guess, learnings and advice you give to people that are wanting to start their own business based on your
1: journey? Um. Make sure you got the network, like. If if you're a career surveyor that spent last fifteen years at two different mine sites, your network is probably not gonna be as strong. So volunteer with Australian student mind surveyors or um uh, just get a somehow get a profile and start get, a bloody podcast. Start a podcast <laughs> Three three years ago, who the fuck was Matty Michael? Yeah, some some <laughs> jump operator, but um, Damned, yeah, got yeah. better at both. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's really hard to do if you're flat footed, and you, you can't call up Beck Prain and say, "Hey, Beck, give us. Do you know this bloke at this site? Oh, yeah, I know him. I'll put you in touch." And yeah. it, that's fantastic, you know.
0: So. I suppose you got it and you, you'd have to have a little bit of work lined up, wouldn't you? Yeah. In a way. In a way. Or some cash to float you till your found up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, having that first job is handy. Uh, when I was at – my before I started here, um, I think I actually scheduled myself in for the first six swings uh, as a subcontractor to my previous employer sort of thing. Yeah. So – But, I mean, we started 17th of July, 2017. We had a first employee on the 2nd of August sort of thing. So, so yeah, that was pretty cool. The other thing is get a coach. Get good mentors. Because um, get someone... I was shit scared in my first two years. I didn't know where my blind spots were. And I didn't know what was going to jump out of the shadows and smack me on the back of the head. Um, So... Having someone that can look at your business, look at your numbers, look at your ratios, all that sort of stuff, and just say, "No, nah, you're good," or tweak this here, improve this here, put that away there. You know, that that um, that was been good. I've got a coach at the moment, um, Suzanne Laidlaw. She's really, really good. She mm-hmm. gives me the shits to a certain extent because she just keeps saying, "Why, why, why?" <laughs> and um, but what she's doing is making me think about uh whatever it is that i'm tackling you know yeah so so no it's good But right. in good news the fucking spent
0: three greens on getting all the blinds done and <laughs> because the kids are just rock up the missus has dropped the blinds yep. it was all for this purpose so to yeah, get right. left
1: alone out here so yep. i'm just i'm chuffed oh my good segue it, from you could have saved uh two thousand nine hundred and Seventy bucks by getting the frozen DVD, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're a bit obsolete now. It's probably yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um, so when you say getting a coach, is that you go as in like an official coach, or like lining up someone saying, "Oh, you reckon you could? Uh, I'll get you and a piss every now and then. And you can guide me through this." Or?
1: Yeah, just just someone who's got some more business. More business experience than you but successful business experience. Mm. There's no point having a chat to a bloke who's run a deli for thirty-five years because although he'll probably have a few tricks up his sleeve, he's not dealing he's dealing with Mars bars and chalk milks, he's not dealing with living breathing people and and miners and that sort of thing, you know. So mm. um yeah, having a good mentor that you can re- run things by, especially in those first year, first couple of years, uh, I'd take my numbers into um, Steve, Steve Clavinis, who I mentioned earlier and say, mate, do you mind if we sit, look at my accounting software and am I doing okay? He'd be like, yeah, you're doing great. um, But look at this and um, don't forget to do that. And I was like, you feel um, a bit exposed, I guess, doing that, but Lean on the people who know you and love you and um, they'll help you out, hopefully. Fuck, I might have some
0: work for you after <laughs> this based, based on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. So, f- fuck, you got the bloody. We've given you a start of business 101 here from bloody someone that's done it very successfully by the sounds. Would you consider, are you, would you, how would you rate yourself out of 10 in the last four years how, from starting this business? Don't um, be bloody! Don't ter- be
1: humble. In terms of
0: how how do you reckon you've gone? Would you would you say you've 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 killed the pig? You've done pretty well with if you cover the people, the financial side of things, and what you've got it to today. Would you bloody rate yourself? You've done a bloody good job.
1: Um, I've exceeded the goals I set for myself. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's satisfying. Um, I'm. When it comes to the mining game, I'm a pessimist because we've had a good run now for five years or so. The bust is coming. At what point? It might be another five years off, but if it's five years off, that's a 10-year golden run. Mm. And that'd be amazing, unheard of. And the closer we get to the end of that 10 years, the more shit scared I'm going to get, you know, that Mm. the bust is coming. So, yeah, it's... I'm, I'm just, I'm not doing too many extravagant things. We went to the, I took some staff and that to the grand final. That was the most extravagant thing we've ever done. Yeah, but that was just, I oh, that was an opportunity I wasn't going to let pass up.
0: You know, you're not into boat cruises and fireworks yet. That's
1: <laughs> A couple of years, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Look, um, we we have some pretty good staff dues, but um, but. Uh, yeah, we're not flying everyone to to Broome for a week loving, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> well, as we demonstrated the other weekend, mate, all you need is a couple of $85 spit rows from yeah, yeah. And, a, <laughs> and a keg of Swanee D and you can have the best bloody yeah, day yeah, ever, so yeah. you don't need to be flash. <laughs> Sometimes people just want to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. But um, no, nah, we just put most of our money back in the business and, um, and just buying gear. And it's amazing saying yes... Again, saying yes to opportunity, I had a bloke right. ring me up saying, oh, I'm looking at getting rid of some gear. We haven't used it for two years. It's surplus to our business. Um, it's great, good Nick gear. It's got completely current and modern and fantastic. I was like, yep, right, I'll take it. And um, that afternoon I get a bloke calling me up going, oh, you haven't got any GPS gear lying around, have you? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> so, ka Yeah, but it's funny just – Putting it out to the universe. Let's let's do something. And more often than not, the universe will come back and give you a little pat on the bum and say, All right, let's go. Yeah. So
0: what what I assume you it's like a fucking hamster wheel in your head sometimes. You just, just be going flat out, shit going everywhere. Um between yeah, you know, I, I assume being a business owner like yourself and doing what you're doing is very exciting and trying to keep yourself calm would be a lot of the battle what what role does the does the wife play in all this is a I assume she's got a shitload of stuff to do as well being being a full-time engineer is also what role has she played in helping you navigate yourself through the business world and keeping okay ke- keeping a couple of feet on the ground
1: look she's uh, probably more conservative financially than I am um, I'm prepared to back myself. I guess it's an educated bet. Um, but I'm not, um, to use air quotation marks, I'm not gambling with money that I can't afford to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say I buy a GPS kit because someone's rung me up and said, yeah, it's a, and it's a bargain and, yep, no dramas, I'll buy it. I know at some point in time, I will use that, or I'll be able to sell it. Um, so it might tie up some capital for a little bit, but it's not going to be. I'm not going to be blowing thirty thousand dollars on it. Um, so, yeah. Look, if it's a big decision, uh, I'll certainly come home have a chat to Anna about it. And I, a, a good mate of mine, a guy called Gary McPhail, he said one day, best to deci- all good decisions. Are best made on a sleep. So have mm. a good think about the day before. You don't need to say yes then and there to pretty well most anything, unless it's a beer at five o'clock. Um, most good decisions are made on a sleep, and uh, go home, haven't go to bed, wake up the next morning. You've had your subconscious has had a good think about it, and and you'll be able to pull the trigger or not. Mm. So yeah, there you go. Well, oh, this is going to be a great
0: between the the uh, expat survey, survey gigs, but just more the um, the the business journey and what you what you put into it. It's a it's, you know, bloody good yarn, mate. Yeah, fantastic. No, it's, As it's... we said, we'll just hit the go button and it'll go where it goes. <laughs> but um, oh, it's just always it's pretty awesome to hear like you know coming from you know starting the business from scratch and getting it to successful. But what goes into it? It's not just the fact that they are in a mind boomer, it's looking, yeah. looking after everyone being a true
1: GC. Mate, that's that's just, yeah, look, as I said, we're a people business and we've got to look after our people. So, um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, we've had guys, guys start with us. They've been with us, say, two years. I've given them four pay rises over that, unsolicited pay rises over that two-year period. Because they've learned some skills, they've moved to a new site. I've got the opportunity to charge a little bit more. And it's a pretty simple arrangement that we do. But if I can charge a bit more, we work it back. These are our fixed costs. These are the margins we want to make. Whatever's left over is yours, mm. sort of thing. So, um, and yeah, we don't, we don't take the piss with the pricing either. Um, I get a bit caught when the guys come in and go, well, I want this. And it's like, okay. We'll see what we can do. So I've either got to trim the margin or I've got to pass that on to the client, you know. yeah. Or I've got to have a discussion with the guy and say, you're not worth that. But in this market, they'll say to me, well, I am and I'll go get it and mm. they will.
0: But they're not the people you want
1: in a way. No. No. And we, we don't have any of those people. Mm. Um, at a ver- very late at night at a staff function, I had one of my guys um, and we'll, both of us were seven sheets of the wind sort of thing. And he's like, you know, you know, I get job offers three times a week and it's for more money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I do. Why do you stay? And he goes, because I like you. <laughs> and I, I, a I, true I was, GC. <laughs> I, I was almost in tears, you know. I was like, thank you. Yeah, like, yeah. Thank you so much, you know like it's it, that's when someone says that that is incredibly humbling yeah and peop people are backing you to give them their house their car like it's yeah it's
0: it's incredible well as we as we talked about before everyone's uh, talks says how many bloody job offers they're getting and everything. I don't get any. I must be <laughs> fucking shit because oh, no one rings me up offering me a job. I think BHB bloody sent an email out to everyone the other day. Yeah. I got one from them, but, um, yeah, he won't see me in the, those fucking orange overalls <laughs> ever in my life. Too easy. No, nah, well, um, I'll, well you would, everyone would have seen it from Murph's episode, but I'll put all the bloody links and website and everything. for yeah. my survey plus after this. I oh, know you, you probably don't want to sit here and rattle off... Email addresses and oh, no, and websites. That, if you need more Survey Plus, you will fucking find them. Don't worry yeah, about that. Yeah.
1: Look, uh we're we're out there and um uh chances are most of the people listening to this will know who we are anyway. So. Yeah. or well, they'll know Gemma or they'll know me. So Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: Murph, what a bloody legend. It's all and you know and you'll notice after that, even though we had, a, had a, a schooner and a gravy roll the other weekend. Like, once you have a podcast interview with someone, like, you essentially become best mates. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like this weird bonding moment. like Because yeah. you go through someone's life and yeah, yeah. what makes them tick and by the end of it, it's like you're always on the blow just yeah. from an hour and a half with each other. Well, it's your, fucking awesome Your podcast
1: fun. was pretty interesting where um, old mate- Oh, Tucker In- interviewed me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, that was a pretty powerful insight. Your, your, your life doesn't need to be- well, not many people's lives are step up, step up, step up. There's usually yeah. a few step backs and a few steps sideways and all that as well. So, oh yeah,
0: she She, my one's been a. She's been a bloody vicious stock market chart. There's been some. Yeah. Rece- <laughs> There's been some recessions. Well, there was just one. The whole thing was a bloody recession <laughs> for a while. Yeah. So, but it's uh, it's all it's all coming good now. This has just been the fucking amazing journey. Yeah, yeah mate. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. As you said, you're like in terms of networking, far out. Yeah, heaps easier than going to paying to go to conferences. Yeah, yeah, A lot more work, but the
1: thing—the thing that thing like, I, I guess on a on a closing night, the thing I love most about this industry, uh, absolutely, and it chokes me up most times. Mm. I know that if I was down a hole and I couldn't get out and I was stuck, there'd be four hundred people on the surface. Yeah, and their yeah. sole job and sole focus would be to get me out of that hole, mm. whether. I'm in pieces, or whole, or alive, or whatever. Mm. They will not stop until they get me out. And listening to um, old mate, who worked at Bronzewing that you interviewed. Yeah, Martin Down. Yeah. yeah, hearing him how, hearing him talk about how the boys were really pissed off because they bought one of the guys out, and they didn't get a chance to salute him as I came out the portal. Mm. Like, yeah, I was driving home from that listening to that, and I bloody teared up at that. I was just like, yeah. That's that. That's what it's about.
0: Yeah, it it is a. Oh, it's as I said, we're all a bit biased, but and that's what pisses me off when it gets on the news talking about fucking fire, drinking cultures and tainting the industry negatively because it's fucking one of the most amazing industries in the world, I reckon. Yep. The the camaraderie and that's what we're here for to promote it because right. well, we shouldn't need to, but so it's, it's, fuck it's good. I right, love it's it. It's given
1: us everything. Like yeah. look at our beautiful state, the riches we've got in this state from. A cycle pass around the river to your beautiful house. Like, mm. there's so much we owe to the mining industry living in this state. And I'm so thankful I was born in 1978. And time my run to perfection with a few f- detours along the way. Yeah. Just by pure dumb luck, I was born here. And I've got all this to be thankful for. Yeah. Bloody good eh? And Fuck yeah. all traffic compared to Sydney. It's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, Colin. No, well, this will be one of uh, one of plenty more. Uh, we'll have to actually sit down and do a proper technical fucking survey one. Ah, oh, no get- we'll about that. Mate. Oh, surveys would love it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a niche market to to bloody tater, tater, cater to. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, sweet, does mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Day, Thank you oh, Bloody God I, I, I sat on one schooner there So I'm going to have one Right now actually yeah. so i join you You get a bit parched after this <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Ledge Cheers mate